Now, praying God's word. When we talk of prayer in the past, you know, we, we talked about prayer. And we said prayer is about three things. Provision, pardon, and protection. Provision, pardon, and protection. We spent almost the past, almost one and a half months or so talking about this. We said God is our provider. And we also looked at pardon. We talked about forgiveness, emotional healing. And it was, it was a great session where we looked at the cycle of bitterness. And you can also look at that, and you can also get that teaching in our, uh, from our podcast. Go to drmanase.com. And we also talked about protection. We said, Lord, protect us. Lead us not into temptation. And we focus on how can God protect us from the temptation of being offended and other stuff. So last week we were focusing on how can we be protected from, uh, from offense? And we looked at two gentlemen. The first person that we looked at was uh, Judas Iscariot. Remember we said Judas Iscariot. Iscariot is not his last name. Iscariot is a place where he came from. He came from an area or a village called Iscariota. That's where he came from. That's why he was called Judas Iscariot. And that is very significant because he came from the southern part of Judea. Whereas all the other 11 disciples, or the other 11 apostles, they were coming from the northern part in the Galilee region. And I showed you on the map the differences. And Judas was not a happy uh, apostle throughout the ministry of Jesus. And he was offended and finally he he's the one who betrayed Jesus. We also look at Matthias. Matthias, the first time we see Matthias is in the book of Acts. And the reason why we see Matthias in the book of Acts chapter 1, it's because he is the one who replaced Judas Iscariot. What made Matthias so significant, it's because, you know, before they could get a person to replace Judas Iscariot, they had to get somebody who was with them right from the beginning of the ministry. And he stayed with them. He was never appointed as one of the apostles, but he stayed with them right from the beginning, even when Jesus Christ was baptized. And that made it so special that throughout the ministry, he was never recognized. His name was never found in the four Gospels. He was never found anywhere. But he never gave up. He was never offended. And at the end, he was promoted. So we can see what offense can do. If you stay offended, you stay angry, you stay bitter, there is nothing good that will come out of that bitterness. Nothing good will come out of your anger. No matter how much you try to, to justify it. There is nothing good that will come out of it. And we said our prayer should be, Lord, help us, protect us from, uh, you know, from, from temptation. Lead us not into temptation, protect us from that. So today we're going to focus on prayer as related to praying God's will. Praying according to God's will. Prayer is communicating with our Father. You know, communication is not a monologue. Communication is a dialogue. What we are saying is, we talk to God and God talks back to us. And that's what we call communication. How does it develop a habit of trying to, to hear from God? To hear from God. And this is going to save us a lot. It's going to save us a lot. Some of you it will save you a lot of money. Because you run around, you know, seeking for prophets who hear from God to come and tell you uh, what God is saying to your life. And you pay them. So, how did you develop a habit of saying, let me hear from God directly? 
Let me hear from God for myself. I, I guarantee you, I assure you, God always wants to speak to you. All of us. There is no special person. God wants to speak to you every time you pray. At the end of your prayer, learn to be still and be quiet and listen to God. And God will give you a direction. Sometimes you need to make a decision, you know, a big decision for your life. God is always there to give you a direction. God wants to speak to all of us. No matter who you are, you don't have to be a pastor for God to speak to you. You don't have to be a prophet for God to speak to you. God speaks to you as his child. You are his child and God always wants to speak to you. So that is what we call communication. Most of us, what we call prayer, it's not prayer, it's just a monologue. Just go to God, Lord I pray, Lord I pray, I, I pray, I ask for a car, I ask for money, I ask for a job, I ask for... Amen. God bless my child, bless my son, bless my daughter, bless my husband, bless, bless my wife, bless my mother, bless my, my aunt. Amen. And we call it prayer. Dialogue, it's when you speak to God and you wait and you listen to God speak back to you. All of us, God wants to speak to us. But unfortunately, we are so much in a hurry. We don't give Him an, a chance, an opportunity to speak back to us. And I want to say this to you. God wants to speak to you also. God wants to speak to you also. So you have to give him an opportunity to speak to you. You know, when we speak or when we talk about praying God's word, what it means is you are saying what God said. And that is very important. That's what we'll focus on tonight. It means you are talking loud back to God using his word. You are telling him what he said in his word. You are saying what God said in his word and you say those things back to him. That is what we mean by praying. God's word. And when you pray God's word, you are very sure that you are praying within God's will. Within God's will. So we have to focus on speaking God's word back to Him. When you read the word of God, after reading the word of God, whatever you have read, whatever you have learned, you can speak that back to God in the form of a prayer. And that is what God is looking for. That is what God says He is prepared to respond. He is not going to respond to, respond to your prayer just because you are crying. God does not respond to your emotions. God responds to His word. Just because you are crying, it does, not, it does not mean God is going to respond to that prayer if it's outside God's will. Whether you pray with your dry eyes or you pray with your wet eyes, if it's outside God's will, He's not going to respond to that prayer. God is, is, is confines himself within his word. He's going to respond to a prayer that is prayed within his word. So we have to pray what is in the heart of God. We have to pray what is on the mind of God. And that is his word. So we have to use the verse and the passage that God has given us. Use the verses, use you know the passages that God has given us in, in his word. Those will shape our prayers. Those will shape our prayers. You don't pray because you, I mean, the way you had your, your senior pastor pray or maybe somebody who brought you into salvation, always you listen to them in church and you hear what they, or how they pray and you think that is the correct way of prayer. You will be shocked to find that they might be wrong or they might also be missing it. They might also be missing it. It's very interesting, you know, if you listen to people praying, you can tell whether this person has a background of an Assemblies of God or Apostolic Faith Mission Church or, you know, Methodist Church or a background of Swiss Mission. 
you know, or Presbyterian church, you can tell, oh, this is a charismatic church, this is Pentecostal, you know, this is a mainline church. The way people pray, they pray based on their background, not based on the word of God. We have to pray the verses, we have to pray the word of God back to Him. And God is going to respond to that prayer. So, when you read the word of God, to make it personal, you replace what is in the word of God, you replace it, you insert your name. You insert your name and be more specific when you pray to God. Make it more personal. The book of Psalms is a very good place to start. It has some great prayers. It has some great prayers. It has different authors. One of the authors of the book of Psalms is David. David did not write all the, all the Psalms, by the way. And those Psalms, the way they were doing, the Psalms were meant to be sung. They were just singing them. In the form of prayer. They were singing those, uh, those psalms. They were not, I mean, they were just reciting them, singing them, reciting them in the form of songs. So, the book of Psalms has a lot of prayers that you can, uh, you know, you can, you can learn from. You can pick any psalm and you read, you go through it, and you make a prayer out of it. And you are very sure that when you pray out of the Word of God, you are praying according to the Word of God. That is the kind of prayer that God is looking for. God is not, he's not moved by your emotions. I know it doesn't, doesn't make sense because you're not used to that. God is, just because I'm crying, that does not move God. God is moved by me praying according to his word. And we need to, to help, you need the help of the Holy Spirit as we pray. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us when we pray. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, 26. Romans 8, 26 is very popular. Most of us, we are used to it. The Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our, wicked, in our weakness. He helps us in our weaknesses. He helps us in our weaknesses. So sometimes we feel weak. Sometimes we don't feel like praying. The Holy Spirit is always there to help you. That's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit when we pray. Always we need the Holy Spirit to help us. I feel bad for those churches. I feel bad for those Christians who do not believe in the Holy Spirit. It's unfortunate that there are Christians who believe that the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, they ceased to exist with the apostles in the book of Acts. There are people who do not believe that the Holy Spirit is still here. I wish you were there on Saturday with us when we, we, we looked in the book of, I think it's uh, Thessalonians, that the Holy Spirit is still here and is still in operation today. And, and Jesus says, you know, God is always willing to give generously. Anyone who asks for the Holy Spirit, God will give the Holy Spirit to you. So we have to, to trust God for the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. This is the key. This is the key. Sometimes we know what we want. Sometimes we know what we need. But we do not know how to pray the right way. We do not know how to ask God the right way. And the Bible says, sometimes we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, as we should. But the Holy Spirit Himself, He helps us. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us pray the right way. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us pray the right way. Now, he who searches the heart knows 
what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So if we are led by the Holy Spirit when we pray, we know that we are praying according to the will of God. Which means we can pray, but not according to the will of God. And God is not going to respond to that prayer. God is not going to answer that prayer. Because it is not according to His will. That is why it's very, very important to have the help of the Holy Spirit as we pray. Have the help of the Holy Spirit as we pray. I want to read this uh, very popular scripture. It's quoted by a lot of Christians. Probably some of you, you have been praying this many, many times. Uh, maybe some of you even quoted it today. It's Mark chapter 11, 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark chapter 11, 24 says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. If ever there is a scripture that has been abused by Christians, it's Mark 11.24. Christians have been abusing this scripture for years. It's like you can ask for anything. Anything. What? Yeah, anything. And people will ask for ridiculous things. Things that you can't even mention in public. They say because the Bible says if we ask for anything, you know, all you do is just pray and believe and then you will have what you say. You pray and believe and you will have what you say. And it's because people do not understand the scripture. That's why they abuse this scripture. You can ask for anything. And they ask for anything. They ask even for things that are not even within God's will. How many times have you prayed this scripture and you ask for things and it did not happen? If I were to give you an opportunity to raise your hand, most of you will raise your hand and say, Yes, I prayed Mark 11.24 so many times. And most of those things, maybe 95 or 97% of the things that you have been praying for, they never happened. They never happened. So what is the problem? Where lies the problem then? Where lies the problem? Now, let's look at Jeremiah 1 verse 12 and see if we can get the answer to that question. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, the Bible says, The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. This is the key. This is very, very important. God is saying, I'm watching my word to see that it is fulfilled. He's not saying he's watching your prayers, he's watching your crying, he's watching your emotions, he's watching, you know, your whole all night prayer, or he's watching your day prayers, or he wasn't watching your 24 hour prayer, he's watching your, your fasting prayer. No, to fulfill that. No, he says, I'm watching over my word. To be fulfilled. In other words, I'm watching to make sure that I fulfill what I have promised. I can only fulfill what I have promised. That is the key to praying God's will. Let's look at Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verse 10. Isaiah 55, verse 10. The Bible says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering, the earth, and making it bad and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower, and bread for the eater. 
verse 11 so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it so God is saying I will fulfill what I have promised I will make sure that when I send out the word that word gets fulfilled that word will do what he sent to do. So, so far we have seen that God only fulfills what is written uh, in his word. He will only fulfill what is written in his word. God does not respond to our requests or to our cry. He only fulfills his word. That is what he is saying in the Bible. His word is binding. His word is like a contract between God and his children. His word does not change. Whatever he says, it will happen. You know, the chapters and the verses that are in his word, that are in the, in the Bible, they are like articles and sections of the contract. They are like articles and contract. I mean, in the contract. So, he cannot contradict himself. Whatever God says, that's what he will do. Everything that God says, it will happen. He is bound by his word. When right from the beginning in the book of Genesis, when the Bible says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Why? Because that is His word, His voice. When God says something, it happens. God's word is creative. Whatever God says, it happens. That is why God cannot joke. He cannot joke. Anything that He says, it will happen. Yesterday, uh, the president of South Africa, President Cyril Ramaphosa, he announced that the country is moving from level 3 to level 2. Just imagine, if he says, we are moving from 11, level 3 to level, uh, to level 2 with immediate effect. Then today in the morning, he goes back on TV and he announces and he says, you know what guys, I was just joking last night. We are still on level 3. What do you think people will say about him? Next time he speaks, nobody will take him serious. Now, if we take our, city, our, our president that serious, when you see him stand and he starts speaking to the nation, everybody listens. All the TV stations, they stop what they are doing and they focus on him. All the radio stations, they stop what they are doing and they focus on him. They take him so serious. What more about God? What more about God? So any way that God speaks, we have to take it serious. Because God does not joke. When God says something, it happens. Everything that God says, it happens. God is bound by His word. We have to take God serious also. And also another thing is we can pray for the same thing differently every day. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting or, you know, in a prayer session where you pray and maybe after four or five minutes you no longer have any words. You don't know what else to say. Then you are done. So you can't pray for 20 minutes. And here other people say, oh, I was able to pray for 20 minutes. I was able to pray for 30 minutes. And you, you, you wonder, why can't you pray for 20 minutes? Why can't you pray for 30 minutes? Thank God you are here tonight. You'll get the response and answer that will help you tonight. You can only do that when you start to pray God's word. So, we cannot pray God's will outside His word. 
So anytime we pray, we have to pray God's word. You know, it's like when you go to a restaurant. When you go to a restaurant, you will find a menu. If you go to a Chinese restaurant, you expect to find a Chinese menu, not an Italian menu. And if you can go to a Chinese restaurant and you start to ask for the McDonald's menu, you ask for the burgers and all those kind of stuff, that you know, chips or fries, you won't find them in a Chinese restaurant because that's not part of their menu. And it's the same thing with prayer, people. When we pray to God, we have to go to God and check what is on the menu first. Before you go to, to ask, before you start to pray, check the menu, check the menu, check the menu. When you check the menu, then you pray based on the menu. You pray based on what is on the word of God. Let's look at John chapter 15 verse 17. The Bible says, If you abide in me, and my words, or my menu, abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now when you go back to Mark chapter 11, uh, 24, now you start to realize why your, your prayers were not answered. Because you were praying outside the menu. He said anything. Yes, when you go to the restaurant and it's on the menu, you can ask for anything. As long as it's on the menu, you will get the answer. As long as it's on the menu, yes, they will serve you. John 15, 17 says, we can pray, but it should only be within the word of God. Then it shall be done for us. It shall be done for us. So we have to pray based on the word of God. We have to pray based on the word of God. And we'll go through, I want to make it so practical today. I'll make it so practical. I want us to go through, uh, let's go to the book of Psalm, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. So, in Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, or I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, let's say you are reading this scripture uh, today, or maybe you are reading Psalm 91, whatever scripture that you are reading. Now, after reading the scripture, now you want to pray. You don't close the Bible and say, now I want to pray. No. You go back to the scripture that you were reading, and you start to pray using scripture. Whether you are praying for your child or you are praying for your neighbor or you pray for your friends or you pray for somebody or you pray for yourself. Then you start to use this scripture to pray. This is what you mean by praying God's will. This is what you mean by praying God's word. Let's say you start to use Psalm 23 verse 1. Maybe you are praying for, for your friend or somebody who just lost their, uh, their loved one. 
And you want to use this scripture to pray for them. You can stand and say, Lord, I pray for my sister, I pray for my brother, I pray for my pastor, I pray for so and so. And you put their name there. I pray that Lord will be their shepherd. I pray that God will will shepherd them, you will guide them, you will lead them. I pray that Lord, you will be with them as a shepherd. I pray that they will lack nothing. I pray that Lord, whatever they need right now, if they need strength, I pray that you provide strength. If they need finances, I pray that you provide finances. Whatever they need, Lord, I pray for them. I pray that they will lack nothing in their lives. I pray that they will lack nothing everywhere they go. Then you go to verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I pray that, Lord, you will help a father. Yes, Lord, you lead a father to greener pastures. You help a father in a job. You help a father to find a better job. You lead a father to greener pastures. You help a father in her spirit. I pray that, God, you will guide her in everything that she does. I pray that, Lord, you will lead her. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God help a father to lie down, to relax in you, to relax in your presence, to trust in you. He leads me beside quiet waters. I pray that Lord, you will lead her to peace. I pray for the peace of mind. I pray for peace in her life. I pray for peace in his family. I pray for peace at his job. I pray for peace in everything that he does. I pray for peace in his life. I pray for peace everywhere he goes. Lead them, O Father. Besides quiet waters. I pray for quietness in their lives. I pray that you refresh them. In verse 3. He refreshes my soul. Refresh their soul, O God. Refresh their soul. I pray for a refreshing time in their lives. Give them the rest that they need in their lives. He guides me along the right path. Lord, when they have to make decisions, I pray that you guide them to make the right decisions. Guide them, Lord, to the right path. I pray for my children. Guide them to make the right decisions in their lives. Guide them along the right path. Let them take the right path. Let them not be influenced by, by, by their peers. But let them be influenced by you. Help them to make the right decisions in their lives. For your name's sake. Even though, that's verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Lord, I pray for that family. They just lost their loved one. They just lost their, lo- their, their, their father. They just lost their mother. I pray that God, even though they walk through the darkest valley of their lives. This is the darkest hour of their lives. I pray that God, they will not entertain fear. I pray for strength. I pray for your guidance. It says, I will fear no evil. I pray that Lord, they will not live in fear. I pray that God will strengthen them. I pray that God will take them out of, out of, out of the, the trap of the evil one. I pray that Lord will take fear out of their lives. We know that fear is evil. It's not from you. And you continue to pray for them and cover them based on the scripture. For you are with me. Lord, I pray that help them to understand that you are with them. Even during their darkest hour, you are still with them. I pray that God, you will help them, Lord. You will guide them, Father. Help them understand that even in the midst of the storms, you are still with them. You are still in their presence. I pray for my children. Let them know that you are always with them. Let them know that, Lord, you are always in their midst. 
whatever they do, you are with them during the day, you are with them at night, you are with them when they drive, you are with them when they go to school, you are with them at work, you are with them everywhere. Lord, I pray, help them, Father, to know and to understand that you are with them. And you can pray this prayer even for yourself. Help me Lord understand. Help me Lord to know. Help me Lord to believe that you are always with them. You are always with me. Even during this difficult time. Even during this challenging time. Let me know that you are always with me. I just lost my job. I lost my job but I did not lose you. I know you are still with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I pray that Lord you will comfort me. I pray that Lord you will comfort that family. I pray that you will comfort my sister. I pray that you will comfort my, uh, my, my, my cousin. I pray that Lord you will comfort my neighbor. I pray that Lord you will comfort them as they go through this. I pray for that family. I pray for that Johnson's family. I pray for the, for them Kwashu family. Whatever family that, you know, that has lost their loved one. You pray for them according to the word of God. Lord comfort them. You prepare a table before me. Lord, I pray that you will prepare a table for me. I know that even before I start the day, Lord, you have prepared this day for me. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. This day, I know the Lord has prepared a table for me. I'm looking forward to a great day. I'm looking forward to a day that I will rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I pray that you will prepare prepare a table for my brother, a table for for my sister, a table for my friend. They just lost a job. They just lost their son. But I pray that, Lord, there is greater things that you will do for them. Prepare a table for them. I know that their future is bright. Their future is bright. The best days are ahead of them. Prepare a table for them. You anoint my head with oil. Lord, I pray for your anointing. I pray that you continue to anoint me in whatever you have anointed me to do, whatever you have chosen me to do. If I'm a pastor, anoint me in that area. Anoint me to be a pastor who is working, who is working and doing whatever I'm doing under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As I go to the job, as I go to my job, as I go to work, as I go home, I pray for your anointing upon my life. I pray for your anointing upon my brother. I, I pray for your anointing upon my sister. I pray for the anointing of God upon my pastor. I pray for the anointing of God upon my leader. We are praying God's word. And my cup overflows. I pray that my sister who just lost her job, her cup will overflow. I pray that their cup will overflow. I pray for that family, Lord. Meet their needs. I pray for their financial needs. That let their cup overflow. Let them have more than enough so they can be able to give in your kingdom. I pray for overflow over their lives. I pray for overflow over my children. I pray for overflow over my brothers and sisters. I pray that, Lord, let their cup run over. Let their cup overflow. Verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me. I pray that Lord, your goodness, everywhere they go, your goodness shall follow them. Your favor shall follow them. As they submit their application, as they submit their job application, I pray for your favor, Lord. As they knock at the door and they need help, I pray for favor. 
as they are going to, to the offices, as they are going to the home, uh, home affairs office, or whatever office they are going to, I pray for favor. As they are going to the hospital, I pray for favor. Everywhere they go, let your favor follow them. Let your goodness follow them. Everywhere they go, let your favor be with them today. Throughout the day, I pray for your favor upon their lives. Let it follow them. All the days of their lives. I pray that Lord, let your favor continue to follow them. All the days of their lives. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, I pray for my sister. Lord, I pray for my brother. Lord, I pray for my cousin. Lord, I pray for my friend. Help him. Help him. Let them stay. Let them dwell in the house of the Lord. Let them stay in the house of the Lord. Let them stay in the salvation of the Lord forever, forever, until Jesus comes back. I pray that, Lord, you will cover them. I pray that, Lord, they will stay under your covering. They will stay under the shelter of the Most High until Jesus comes back. Forever and ever. So, we are using the book of Psalm 23, verse 1, through uh, verse 6, to pray for somebody, to intercede for somebody. By the time you finish Psalm 23, already it's almost 20, 30 minutes. And still you are praying what? You are praying God's word. You are not praying your feelings. You are not praying your, you want people to sympathize with you. You are praying God's word. And that's what we mean by praying according to God's word, according to God's will. This is the type of prayers that God wants to hear. This is the type of prayers that God listens to. Remember what he said? He said he only listens to what? To his word. He only wants to focus on his word to make sure that his word is fulfilled. That's all that God does. That's all that God does. So when we pray, we need to pray according to what? According to the will of God. That's all. Maybe the next day, you are in the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 9. And after you have read it, and it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Verse 10. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his glory, of his holy people, in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Let's say I want to pray for your children. And you want to use this scripture to pray for them. It could be your children. It could be your neighbor. It could be your friend. Anybody. You can use this scripture to pray for them. And you say, I want to start to pray according to the will of God. According to God's word. Not what, you, what comes to your mind. Not that prayer that your, your pastor or your prophet uh, helped you memorize. No, no. Not, not that one. 
Not the prayer that you grew up praying. Just because you have been praying that prayer and kept on repeating it, it does not make it right. And you want to say, from now onwards, I want to pray according to the word of God. Then you have read Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. And you start to pray. And you say, Lord, I commit to continue to pray for my children. And I will continue to pray for them. I pray that you will fill them, Lord, with your knowledge. I pray that they will know God. They will know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Let them, let them live according to your knowledge, Lord. I pray that your knowledge will fill them. Everything they do. I pray that, Lord, let your knowledge be on their minds. I pray for knowledge. I pray for your will. Let them live according to your will. Let them grow in your will. Let them understand your will. In everything they do. I pray that Lord, even if they are not saved, I pray that God, they will come to the knowledge of Christ and they will live according to your will. And I pray that Lord, you will bless them with wisdom. I pray for wisdom in their lives. I pray for wisdom that they make the right decisions. I pray for wisdom that they make the right decisions for their lives, for their families. They make the right decisions in their school, uh, their schoolwork, academically, in their jobs. Let them make the right decisions. I pray for wisdom. And I pray for understanding. As they go to school, help them to understand what they are learning at school. I speak divine understanding upon their lives. I speak wisdom in their lives. Let them have understanding of mathematics. Let them have understanding of physical science. Let them have understanding of English. Let them have understanding of biology. Let them have understanding in all the subjects at school. I pray for your understanding. I pray that Lord, let them be led and be guided by the Holy Spirit. I pray that Lord, you will give them the Holy Spirit who will guide them, the Holy Spirit who will lead them in everything they do. I pray that let them be led by the Spirit of God. Then you go to verse 10. Let them live a life that is worthy of you, O God. Let them live right before you. Let them live right before you. Let them do what you want them to do. Not what their friends want them to do. Not what their friends influence them to do. But Father, I pray that they will live a life that is worthy of you. A life that will represent your kingdom. A life that will represent you. Everywhere they go, I pray that Lord, they will live a life that represents your kingdom. Let them please you, O God, in everything they do. I pray that, Lord, they will please you in every way. Everything they do, everywhere they go, let them please you. Let them walk right. Let them walk right. Let them do what is right. I pray that they will bear fruit. I pray that they will be, they will be productive in everything they do. I pray for fruitfulness in their lives. Let them bear fruit in everything they do. Let them be fruitful at work. Let them be fruitful at home. Let them be fruitful in the community. Let their business be fruitful. In every good work, I pray that, Lord, everything they do shall be good. They will do good before you. They will do good everywhere they go. They will do good in every area of their lives. They will grow in the knowledge of God. I pray that, Lord, help them, Father, to grow in your knowledge. Help them to grow in knowing God. Help them to grow in understanding God. Help them to grow in their Christian walk. Verse 11. Being strengthened 
with all power. I pray for strength in their lives. I know they are weak right now. They are going through a difficult time right now. They are going through a challenging time right now. I pray that, Lord, you will help them, Lord, to be strong. As Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I pray that my friend will be strong. I pray that Joanne will be strong. I pray that Anna will be strong. I pray that Aubrey will be strong. I pray that Ntago will be strong. I pray that Mikhoji will be strong. I pray that so and so will be strong. I pray that John will be strong. I pray for strength in their lives. With all power. Lord, I pray for power upon their lives. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to guide them. I pray for Brother Kumbula to be strong, to have the power of God in his life. I pray that the Holy Spirit may guide him, the Holy Spirit may lead him in everything he does. I pray that he operates under the power of God. I pray for Sister Mamsi to operate under the, the power of God. I pray for the anointing of God upon, his, upon her life. And you continue to pray. Pray for endurance. Great endurance. Pray for patience. Lord, they are going through a difficult time right now. Help them to endure through this difficult time. They are having a difficult time at work. They are having a difficult time at home. They are having a difficult time with their children. They are having a difficult time with their parents. I pray that Lord, help them, Father, to endure. To endure this difficult time. They are going through emotional challenges in their lives. They are going through emotional pain in their lives. Help them to be strong. Help them to endure through this pain right now. In the name of Jesus we pray. And I pray for patience in their lives. Lord, I know they have been waiting on you. I pray that God help them to stay patient. To continue to trust in you. To continue to believe in you. That one day you will answer their prayers. I pray that Lord help them, Father, to be patient with you. And live a life of patience. Help them to be patient with you. And also to be patient with other people around them. I pray for patience in their lives. Then you go to verse 12. And giving joyful thanks to the Father. I pray that, Lord, let the joy, the joy of the Lord be their strength. I pray that, Lord, they will live a joyful life. I pray for joy in their lives. They have never experienced joy in a long time. They have never been happy in a long time. I pray that, God, cover them with your joy. I pray for the joy of the Lord in their lives. I pray for the joy of our Father in their lives. And you continue to say, Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance? Of his holy people. I pray that they will have a share in your inheritance. Whatever inheritance that you have for them. I pray that Lord it will manifest in their lives. In the kingdom of light. I pray that Lord you bring them to the kingdom of light. If they are not saved. I pray that Lord you will take them. Out of the kingdom of darkness. In verse 13. For he has rescued us. From the, from the dominion of darkness. I pray that Lord you take them out of darkness. You take them out of the hands of the evil one. And bring them into the kingdom of the Son. I pray for their salvation. I pray that Lord will rescue them out of the kingdom of the, of, the, of the evil one. And bring them into the kingdom of God. And verse 14. In whom we have redemption. Lord, I pray for their redemption. I pray for their deliverance. I pray that you will set them free. You will deliver them, Lord. And the last part says, and for the forgiveness of sins. I pray that Lord will forgive my children. I pray that Lord will forgive my parents. I pray that Lord will forgive my cousin. I pray that you will forgive my, my friend. I pray that you will for, I pray for the forgiveness of their sins. I pray for their salvation, Lord. 
Save them, O God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, after praying this, you know that you have prayed according to the will of God. Because you have prayed what? The word of God. The word of God. I want to give you an assignment for this week. You go to Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 21. You do the same thing. Go to your Bible. You go to Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 21. And you start to pray the scripture. You just forget about those other prayers that, that you have memorized. Those you keep, that you keep on reciting every day. When you go to, whether it's a prayer night or prayer evening or prayer meeting. Forget about those prayers that you have been making all these years. And you start to read the scripture and you pray for whatever you are praying for. You pray according to the word of God. And this one, it focuses more on families. I want you to go and pray for families based on Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21. You pray for your family. You pray for the family of your brothers and sisters and your pastor and your, your uncle, your co-workers. Pray for their families. Pray for their marriages. Pray for their relationships. Based on this scripture. Then you know that from now onwards you are praying God's will. You are praying according to God's will. And this is your assignment for this week. And I'm, I'm telling you it's going to make a big difference in your life. It will make a big difference in the way you pray. It will make a difference in the way you trust God. It will make a big difference in the way you understand the word of God. Let's go and practice this. When you start, I know most of you, it's new to you. This is new to you. You have never been taught to pray like this. It's, it's something new to you. When you got saved, somebody said, let's go to a prayer meeting. And you went there and they started to shout and scream and do all those kind of, those kind of things. And you think that's what you call prayer. And this is new to you. And sometimes for you to make those changes, to make those adjustments, it may not be easy. But that's how, we, that's how we grow in our Christian walk. We grow by doing something new that we have never done before. And when we pray, you know, you can, you can always have some, I have some few scriptures here that you can, you can check when you get a chance. You know, like when you feel guilty, you can go to Psalm 51 verse 10. You pray scripture. David says, create in me a clean heart. You don't go to God and say, Lord, I feel so bad. Lord, I feel so bad. I don't know what to do. No, no. Scripture says, create in me a clean heart. Let me have a clean heart. Let me start to live right with you, O oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. I pray for renewal. I pray for refreshment in my spirit. Help me now to start, to start doing what is right. To do what is right before you. If you feel condemned, you go to Romans chapter 8 verse 1. You know, there are people who make you feel condemned or there are situations that will make you feel bad, you feel condemned. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. Lord, I do not want to walk according to the flesh. I do not want to walk according to my feelings. I know this is how I feel right now, but I don't care about my feelings. I want to walk according to your spirit. I want to walk according to your spirit, not according to my feelings. Feelings will deceive you, my brother. Feelings is temp they are temporal. Feelings change. You know, if you can, you can, you can, if you can walk based on your feelings and your emotions and your moods, your moods can change three or four times in one day. You'll never be stable if you only depend on your feelings. You wake up, 
You wake up in the morning, you are, you are happy. Then in the afternoon, you are angry. In the evening, you are bitter. And all those kind of different of feelings. No, don't walk according to your feelings. Walk according to the Spirit of God. Then you will be stable. Don't tell me how you feel. Tell me what the Spirit says in your life. When you feel lonely, you go to Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8. It says, and the Lord is the one who goes before you. Oh, the Lord is, go- is with me? Yes, He will be with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. So even if I feel lonely, I know the Lord is with me. Even if I feel down, I know the Lord is with me. Why? Because He promised in His word, and He cannot lie. He said He's with me. It does not matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. The Lord is still with me. When you feel you are far from God, James chapter 4, 8 says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, when I draw closer to God, God will draw closer to me. So, if I feel like I'm far from God, I have to know that God is always with me. If I feel like, you know, the spiritual apathetic, Psalm 42, the first two verses, as the deer pants for the water, Brooks, so pants my soul for you, Lord. Oh, God. My soul thirsts for you, God. For the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You have to draw closer to God through the word of God. When you feel afraid, you are, you are, you are living in fear right now. You feel some uncertainties. Psalm 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge. Oh, God is my strength. Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my refuge. A very present help in trouble. Lord, I'm in trouble. I need your help. Verse 2, therefore, we will not fear. Lord, I will not live in fear. Because I know fear is not from you. I will not live in fear. Fear is not my portion. And you confess the scripture. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, of the sea, I will not be moved. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear." There are a few things that I see here. Number one, fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Number two, this spirit is not from God. So God has not given me the spirit of fear. So when fear comes, I know that it's a spirit, and this spirit is not from God. God has given us what? Power and love and sound mind. That is the spirit that God has given me. So when fear comes, I go back to the scripture and I pray the scripture and say, Lord, I thank you because I know this fear is not from you. I know fear is not from you. Fear is a spirit and we need to fight it in the spiritual realm. When you feel tired, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So God will give you rest. When you feel hopeless, Romans chapter 15, 13 says, How may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound, or you may, you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are a God of hope. I pray that you fill me with joy. You fill me with peace. You fill me with hope. Let me hope again through the help of the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to pray according to God's will. Let's go back to where we started. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. He says, The Lord says to me, You have sinned correctly. 
For I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God does not just answer any prayer. He only answers what is in the contract. He only answers what is in the word of God. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Can we learn to be still? At the end of your prayer, just be still. Just be still and listen to God. And God will speak back to you. Spend some time in the presence of God. And trust in God. That God, you want to speak to me? Speak to me. I'm listening. Speak to me. I will obey. Let's go back to our assignment for, for this week. I don't usually do this, but uh, let's see if we can learn to grow in our spiritual walk with God. This week, we'll focus on practicing praying God's Word. When you start to pray, always make sure you pray with your eyes open. Take your Bible, read it, and you pray according to God's Word. You know, find a solitary place or a quiet place and find some time where you sit in the presence of the Lord and you pray. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 to 33. That will be our homework for, for this week. Let's go and start to pray God's prayer. You pray for your marriage. If you, are, if you are married, pray for your marriage relationship. Or you pray for other people's marriage relationships. You know, you pray the word of God over them and their situations. Pray the word of God over people's situations. Pray for your family members and name them by, you know, mention their names in your prayer. And you pray for your pastor. And when you finish, just be still and be quiet in the presence of the Lord. Just be, just be still and be quiet in the presence of the Lord. If you want, you can take a screenshot of this. So you don't, you don't, you don't forget. Just be still. In the presence of the Lord. Just be quiet for some time. Some of us, we are too noisy. We have no time to be quiet and listen to God speak to us. Remember we said prayer, it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. You speak to God and God wants to speak back to you. Amen.